Welcome to the Pink Mic Podcast by Empowered Australia. Be empowered by inspired stories. I am your host, Katie Mulvaney Horder. I'm Managing Director of Spark Property Co., co founder of Launceston Women in Business, creator of Empowered Australia, and most importantly, mum to two little boys who keep me on my toes. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad you are here. Pink Mike Podcast is proudly powered by Spark Property Co., your local property expert servicing Northern and Northwest Tasmania. If you're looking for an agent with a personal touch and proactive approach, we'd love to hear from you. Spark Property Co., where it's more than just business to us. so much for joining us today and I am super excited to introduce you all to Susie Wadley. Now, a lot of you will know Susie from around Launceston. I met Susie probably a couple of years ago now when she was working with the Launceston Chamber of Commerce, but Susie has taken the very brave step in launching her own business recently, um, which is Loft on St. John. If you haven't been down there already, a retail business, and I think she is the perfect one to have on the podcast today to have a little bit of a talk about uh, what it's like to open your own business. So Susie, thank you so much for coming along today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's great to have you. So I'd love to know, Susie, a little bit about you. Um, tell me, what's home life look like for you and, and what's your career been like? Well, home life for me is myself and my husband at the moment. So all of our children are grown up. We've got five children between us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we've got <laughs> grandchildren as well. So we've got four daughters and a son and then two little grandsons. So home life is quite busy, but we love it. Well, actually, home life for us now is quite quiet, mm. but when everyone gets together, it's busy. That's and, nice yeah. though too, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's very different. We have such a mix of personalities in our family, which is amazing. So home life for me at the moment is, you know, busy, not busy, quiet, fun, all of the stuff. Like grandkids are amazing. So much fun. Oh my God. Adorable. That's so lovely. Oh, and you get to I give them back them. at the end of yeah, the day, right? I absolutely so. <laughs> love them. They're the most beautiful little boys and they're so sweet and I love them to bits. Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. And then career-wise, uh, oh gosh, I've had a lot of different jobs because <laughs> with me, um, I actually had kids quite young. So I had, I was pregnant at 17, had Kayla at 18. And then I had my second daughter at 19. Mm. So it's only 12 months between them. Um, so I've had a lot of different jobs from just working, you know, at Subway, working at Birchall's, um, working at places like that. And then I actually got into finance and worked for a couple of uh, financial advisors mm. for quite a long time. Uh, which I found extremely stressful. I really did not enjoy <laughs> that career it's at all. It's a tough industry, isn't it? It, it was actually, oh, it was really scary. When you're dealing with people's money, it's a scary industry to be in. Um, I think you have to be a certain type of person to succeed Absolutely. in that industry. It's a tough industry. Yeah, and I recognised that it probably wasn't the industry for me. <laughs> so I left that industry and I worked at the Chamber of Commerce, as you said, yeah. um, mostly doing admin, um, but I actually really enjoyed that and got to, get out there a little bit and meet a lot of people like you. You did. Yeah, and a lot of other people in Launceston and also be surrounded by the people on the board who are passionate about Launceston, which mm. I haven't really been around people like that before who are passionate about something and then volunteering their time to better that something. So that was really interesting. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's incredible what they're doing in there. And, yeah. um, you know, you're a big part of that as well, I think, for events and and seeing you um, obviously representing the chamber there. But we're very lucky to have such an active chamber in Launceston, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, the, the, everybody there, they all brought something different to the table and I learned something from each and every director mm-hmm. and executive officers. Um, yeah, it was it was a really interesting time. But while working there, I happened to work one block away from this lovely little <laughs> shop <laughs> that I used to go into. And yeah, when I saw that they were deciding to sell, I sort of jumped at the chance to to maybe put my foot in That's my own little. Oh, it was lady. so scary. You it know? was so scary. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. you go from having, you know, a full-time job and yeah. security and working yeah. for someone else and in a, in a job that you were quite passionate about as well yeah. to then go, you know what, I'm I'm doing this. I'm yeah. jumping in. I'm opening my own business. Yeah. Um, how did that feel for you when you when you made the decision to well, <laughs> take the leap? I wouldn't say that I'm an impulsive person, but I'm definitely someone who has always sort of looked at things and thought, if other people can do it, I can do it too. Maybe I can give it a go and just see how it is. So I didn't even really, honestly, I didn't think about it too <laughs> too much. It was just something I'd wanted to do and I just went for it. You backed yourself. Yeah, yes, which is not like me. I mean, it isn't, it isn't like me. I've kind of always been the type of person who thought, well, you know, I'm going to do this, I can do this. And mm-hmm. like before I said, I had my children quite young I also split up with their father when my youngest was three months old and I was 19 so I was a single mum with two little girls I've always kind of relied on myself and so I've sort of always thought well if other people can do it I can do it any but that could be fixing a sink because I was the only person there to fix the sink absolutely or yeah it could be you know getting the kids to school or doing all these things I was the only person there to do it so I've always just jumped in and done it. And I think that kind of kicked in with this. Mm. If other people can do it, I can do it. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you have done it. Like, well, I'm that's early days, but we're getting there. <laughs> you yeah. are, absolutely. Yeah. And I think often we do, um, you know, we're our, our own biggest doubters, I yeah. think. And sometimes you've got to take a step back and look at that evidence and go, you know what, Um anything I've ever applied myself to, I've been able to get through and I've been able to do that. And yeah. and you've done that. You've yeah. backed yourself, which is And then as well cool. as realising that, well, there is an out. It's not forever. Exactly. And if I give it a go and it doesn't work, at least I know that I tried. Yeah. And that's something I, I don't like regrets. I don't have a lot of regrets with my life. Mm. But that is something that if, if I give it a go and it fails, at least I tried because I would hate to get to the end of my life mm. and think, I didn't try. I didn't mm. do this. I didn't do this. And I didn't do this. And and I think the fear of failure, it does hold us back a lot. Yeah. You know, that fear of judgment, well, what if, what if I fail? What yes. if it doesn't work out? Yeah. Um, what, what will other people think of me yeah. if it fails? But who cares? Who actually cares? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I've never, I've never met anyone who said to me, oh, I had a business and it failed and me thought, oh my God. Like, yeah. what a loser. Exactly. Never. <laughs> exactly. You go, wow, that's a brave yeah. step opening yeah. your own business. Um, I mean, what are you doing now? Like, you move on to that. Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. And I think backing yourself is a huge part of that. So yeah. congratulations, Thank Susie. You. That is amazing. Thank you. Um, what have you found to be the most rewarding part of owning your business so far? Uh, I think just that, backing yeah. myself, like actually thinking, well, I can do this and taking the steps to get it done. It was a really difficult process actually starting because I had no knowledge Mm. of you know what it takes to own your own business like from simple things even to like 
registering for GST and, you know, all this it's sort of stuff. It's overwhelming, isn't it? It's so overwhelming. And while there is a lot of support out there that you can turn to, I actually did most of it myself. Yeah. So, and like struggled through. And even with like finding stockists mm. and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's um things I've actually figured it all out myself and I probably should have turned to someone for help, but I'm not that type of person. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather like give it a go and if I just fail miserably then turn to someone for help. Yeah, yeah. It's funny so, when we can be a little bit like that, can't we? You yeah. just want to be able to succeed on your own, but yeah. there's probably so many people that would be happy to put their hand up. But oh, it is so difficult. Many asking yep. for help I think absolutely yeah and you do get I know when I started my business I had a little bit of that kind of fairy tale aspect about it and I thought oh it'll be so wonderful I can yeah. do have all this flexibility and do all these things and the thought didn't even cross my mind of oh Caitlin you have to do your best yeah, um, you need oh to understand goodness. how to be an accountant and yeah. a marketer and yeah. all of these things whereas you know, when you're working for someone else, you've just kind of got your role and that's it. When you're a business owner, you're wearing so many different hats. Mm -hmm. And especially as a new business owner, it can feel quite isolating. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, that's where I suppose places like the Chamber of Commerce and places like that mm. can actually give you assistance. And my husband is, he is the first person to say, turn to this person for help, turn to this person for help, but because it's not in my nature. Mm. Um, I'm always like, no, not yet, not yet. Like I'll turn to them for help when I'm miserably failing. <laughs> and that's probably the not that's probably not the right attitude to have. No. It's probably better to be proactive, but that's just not who I am. Oh, and it's difficult, isn't that's it, so to go hard. against that. But I guess mm -hmm. that's what you sort of learn over yeah. time too is is when to put your hand up and say, all right, I'm putting up my white flag. Yes. I need some help with yes. this. I yeah. need some help And the interesting this. thing is, is when I do just chat to people about the business and I'll say like it's quite daunting and, you know, it's been quite difficult. So many people just say, oh, turn to this person, go to this person, go to this person. And, like, I really do need to take advantage of the resources that are around me a bit mm -hmm. more. And that's probably a lesson that I need to learn, that mm -hmm. I really should turn to those around me and, you know, actually ask for help. Yeah, and it yeah. comes with time, doesn't it? I think, like, with anything in business, you know, you, you make mistakes along the way. Yeah. Like, you oh, learn, um, yeah. you know, and that can that can ultimately help you with your growth at the, at the end of the day. But it's, it's challenging. None it's of us go in knowing what we're doing I think yeah. but a lot of the time it can be hard too I think if you're sort of you know you're comparing yourself to other businesses and other people and you're going wow they seem to really have it all together mm. but if you actually sit down and talk to them a lot of the time they'll go oh yeah I've been through that too yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> but you don't think like that and the the comparison is like the biggest killer mm. and I've definitely suffered with that and have recently just unfollowed a couple of people and places that I was spending too much time comparing myself like on social media so I've had to take the step to unfollow a few people and a few like shops around town just so that I have a peace of mind mm -hmm. and actually can pursue the things I want to pursue and do the things I want to do mm -hmm. things that sort of sit with me and resonate with me not yeah, sort of trying to keep up with my peers. Yes, which yeah. is half the battle, isn't it? And it's kind of just sticking in, I guess, your lane and focusing yeah. on what you're doing, doing that really well, rather than sort of worrying what all of your competition are doing. And oh my gosh, what will they think if I put this yeah. out there? And um, even just the word of like referring to other people as competition. And yeah. it shouldn't be competition. It should, it should be collaboration. Be, yeah, it really <laughs> should be. And like I will, I'm I'm the first person to say, like, okay, I will support other businesses around mm. town. And, you know, if I need something, I will go to, I really do like the idea of supporting local businesses. Mm. So I often, you know, if I need a bunch of flowers for someone, I'll go to the local 
businesses around town to get flowers rather than, you know, oh, I don't even know, just go to the supermarket or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I like to support the local businesses. But yeah, it's um it's definitely been it's only been a couple of days since I've unfollowed them, but I already feel better. Mm. I already feel more at peace of just, yeah, like you said, staying in my lane, like figuring out what it is that I want to be. And that's another thing is like figuring out what it is that you want to portray outwards, like outwards. Yes. Yeah, and how you, I want my shop to be perceived. And I want it to be a really calm, welcoming mm. place. And if I'm focused so much on what everyone else is doing around me instead of like creating a beautiful, welcoming space, then I'm not doing myself any favours. I'm not doing our customers any favours. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, it's a big lesson is is looking at it and going, what is serving me right now? What isn't serving serving me? Mm-hmm. And who who are you in all of this? What do you want to be? And I think yeah. that's fantastic that you're doing that. Yeah. So. yeah, it's been, and like you said before, like owning your own business and starting your own business, it's, I never really thought about the amount of time that it takes, Mm. but I've gone from, you know, working a standard work week to now I'm working 55, 60 hours a week. Mm. And I'm not even exhausted. Like, (laughs) I mean, I am. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm tired. But I'm actually, I get to the end of each week and I feel fine. Mm. And I never felt like that before. I would always be absolutely drained Mm. at the end of a work week. And I don't feel that now. So that's probably one of the biggest positives that I'm taking from is actually this is feeding me. This is is like not financially, (laughs) but (laughs) not at the moment, but it's feeding my soul. Like it's making me feel, I don't know, just so fulfilled, I think, even though, yeah, I'm not actually reaping any benefits at the moment. (laughs) I'm feeling like, yeah. But that's probably one of the biggest benefits, isn't it? Like, you know, obviously you want your business to be financially viable. Everyone wants that. Which will Um, come in time. Fingers crossed. I mean, yeah. And it will. Everyone says, I think you're not meant to make money in your first, like, two to five years or something. Yeah, even my accountant is like, just forget about it. You're not going to make any money for at least two years, which I'm fine with. I'm completely fine with. So Exactly. But, you know, if it's doing what it needs to do for you to feel happy going yeah. in that door every day yeah. and feeling like that's the place you need to be. Yeah. Like how beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah. That's all we really want in life, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of challenges around that, have you got anything else that you found challenging since opening your own business? Oh, I mean, financially, obviously, there's a massive challenge mm-hmm. there. Um, oh, I guess also the loss of time. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any really spare time at the moment. So I've lost that sort of independence of being able to go and do things and, you know, even something as simple as, you know, going out for lunch on a Saturday or Mm. because now I only really have one day off a week. So I I really, and I need that time at home a lot of the time. So even I've even had to miss time of spending with the grandkids or spending with the kids. So that sort of thing, that's definitely been a challenge like I've lost myself in that a little bit it is difficult isn't yeah. it and I think you have those grand ideas when you open a business that you'll have all this flexibility and you'll yeah. be able to run your day the way you want to but the reality of the workload yeah. I think can sometimes um, be something that you don't anticipate yeah. because you do put yourself all in yeah. you know you want to make it work yeah. so there's so much of you that has to go into the business yeah. so I completely completely get that yeah and you lose a little bit of who you are I think not it won't last forever like I think eventually I'll find that again you will but I've definitely feel that I've lost because I've lost time Mm. I've lost almost the thing that makes you you on the weekends like you know you're Mm. someone else throughout the work week but on the weekend you're you Mm. and I've lost that a little bit 
Yeah. And it's challenging, isn't it? Yeah. And what do you do to support yourself, I suppose, in times, you know, in terms of your self-care and things like mm-hmm. that? Have you got anything that you've been doing that's just kind of giving you that little bit of you time? Yeah, absolutely. I've recently just started going to yoga. Uh, amazing. Yeah. How are you finding that? Really, really good. <laughs> it's um, yoga nurture. So it's not like bendy pretzel yoga. <laughs> it's like lay there and fall asleep yoga. <laughs> but it's amazing. I actually really enjoy it. I love the calm. I love. I just love everything. It's yeah, it's really, really good. And I think you don't get a lot of opportunities, do you, um, in the modern world or as a business owner where you can just go somewhere and literally turn your phone off mm-hmm. and sit in silence. Yeah, and listen to <laughs> someone hour. else with a beautiful, calming voice and then yeah. realise that you're snoring. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I will disclose I did go to yoga yeah. with you and I can confirm that is accurate. <laughs> I, I don't think the snoring was me. I think it was you. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. It's all coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm. I think that's that's it, though, isn't it? You do need to look after the basics yeah. in order to give yourself a hundred percent when you're at work in your yeah. business or at home. Yeah, you know, we know the importance of self care. Yeah, and because I'm a very sort of house proud person, I mm. like my house to be a certain way, and it has been an absolute tip lately. <laughs> so, but actually taking the time to act to you know get the house clean so you yeah. know I was I will sacrifice you know five hours on a weekend or something like that to actually make sure that my house is clean for the rest of the week mm. that sort of centers me yes yeah and I need that so like the housework oh well, so boring but I need that yeah but you know organized um, yes. space organized mind I can Mine's organized chaos. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine your house being in chaos oh. but no, it absolutely. Oh, it's behind the doors. It's behind the cupboards. It's in the drawers. It's chaos. I think that's like that for a lot of people though. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent, Susie. Now, I'd love for you to share with us, do you have a favourite quote or, or some advice that you'd like to give? My favourite quote is a little bit out there, but it's that a bee doesn't waste its time explaining to a fly why honey is better than shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So basically, to me, that just means, again, the whole stay in your own lane. Mm. Like, don't waste your time trying to explain to other people why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. People won't. A lot of the times they don't care. Mm. They're all focused on their own lives anyway. But people don't really care what you're doing or why you're doing it. So don't even waste your time. Don't waste your time trying to explain to someone. And if someone's got a negative view of you and what you're doing, it's not actually your problem. It's not your business. Mm. You just stick to your own lane, do what you got to do. And it doesn't mean it's true either, does no, it, that it narrative? It's, it's a truth. It doesn't yeah. mean it's your truth either. Yeah. And I watched this thing last night. I think I was just like surfing on Instagram and it was about the role that you play in so many different people's lives mm. and not all of them are true. And another one that I saw recently was that um, so many people have an opinion on you because they haven't heard your side of a story. Mm. And even that, like it doesn't actually matter what anyone thinks of you it's really none of your business as long as you're comfortable with who you are. That's what really matters, I think. Exactly. And that's a lifelong lesson though. And it's a challenge too, it's I think. It's a massive challenge. You know, and it's something yeah. you remind yourself of is to not take on board, um, you know, those opinions, yeah. you know, of the minority or the opinions of others, but actually putting that into practice and learning to go, you know what, this isn't about me. Yeah. It's actually about them. Yeah. It's challenging. But it's so difficult. And as someone who has... Um, social anxiety mm. and I find it really difficult in social situations I'm I'm not someone who puts myself out there mm. so even say with the chamber when I was working with the chamber and would do events the I could do that 
quite well because it was a business thing. But to put myself out there in a social situation, that's just not me. Mm. Like I really struggle with that. Um, and I don't know why, but it, it comes back to that. Like it doesn't matter what people think of me. And I know that, but emotionally I don't feel that. Yes. Yeah. So trying to marry those two things up, it's not easy. It's not easy, but yeah. I think it comes with time. And it sounds yeah, like you're doing all- <laughs> And you sound like you're doing all the right things. I don't things. know. I'm 47 years old. <laughs> when when does it come? But they do say you never stop learning, right? You don't. You never stop learning. And you should never stop learning. Exactly. And you should never stop being hungry for knowledge. And I guess the other thing is too, it's actually okay to feel those emotions. Mm. You know, you've got to feel that. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's not enough just to say, okay, you shouldn't be feeling like this. Yeah. Maybe just sitting with those emotions, acknowledging them and going, you know what? It's actually okay I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that is is half the battle. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I do have people in my life who are, you know, outwardly extroverted and unbelievably confident. And I've actually spoken to, you know, a few of them and said, well, like, how do you do it? How do you feel when you're going to a social situation? It's it's amazing to me that people can go into social situations and they're completely comfortable. Mm. That's so foreign to me. Mm. Like, unbelievably foreign to me. Yeah. And I mean, I think often um, some people are going through this behind closed doors as well. I mean, when I first met you, I don't think I would ever have thought that you had all of this going on behind the scenes. And, and, you know, that's something that I think we've talked about before that I suffer from that a little Mm. bit too. Um, And it can be quite crippling, I think, um, with anxiety, but it can also, I think some of the highest achievers have anxiety because often it will push you. It pushes you to achieve. Um, And, you know, one of my favourite quotes is, you know, life begins outside your comfort zone. Um, And I think that's very applicable. If you sort of push yourselves and, you know, it's okay to feel these feelings, you can feel the fear. Um, but you know, what's going to really help you grow is to pushing through that and, and, you know, and realizing that that even if you actually go ahead and you do that social situation or the social, um, you know, gatherings and stuff like that, at the end of the day, I'm always so glad that I did them Mm. and I regret the ones that I don't actually go to. So, I mean, nothing bad usually ever comes of these situations. And when we worry about it, what do they say? That if you worry about it, you actually put yourself through it twice. Yeah. Could you worry about it? It's so true. Yeah. You put yourself through a hard time twice and unnecessarily so, like we just don't need to. Absolutely. But it's easier said than done. Oh, 100%. It definitely is. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Susie, and I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about your shop. So Loft on St. John, um, where are you located? What do you offer? What are your opening hours? Give us the rundown. So we're located on the corner of St. John Street and Symmetry Street in the 1842 building, as a lot of people know it. Beautiful. It's one of the oldest buildings in Launceston, I believe. Uh, We are a gift Wares, homewares, gift shop. <laughs> you do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, there's there. lots, lots of little bits and pieces uh, with an espresso bar as well. Beautiful. Because um, coffee is life. And I can so confirm the coffee is fantastic. The coffee so it's good. Yeah, if yeah. you're looking for somewhere, she does take away as yes, well. Yes, we do. Mm. Yeah, uh, we're open Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Saturday we're open. Well, we've gone into our winter hours for Saturday, so it's 10 to 2. Yes. It used to be 8 to 2, but we found that people don't like to get out of bed in winter. No, Saturday. they don't. So it's 10 to 2 now. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, the shop looks absolutely oh, amazing. And Susie, Thank you so much for sharing your insights today. You should be so proud of your journey. And I'm just so thrilled to have you on the podcast. So thank you for being my very first guest. Thank you. Thank you for having me and well done to you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Empowered Australia Pink Mike podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories, genuine conversations, and valuable insights from real women doing incredible things. I'm Katie Mulvaney-Horder. Catch you next time.